Well, good morning. Welcome again, every one of you, to our morning prayer call. I'm Heather Dawson, and I am excited to see and to hear what God is going to say to us this morning. You know, I woke up excited this morning. You know, as it seems to grow darker in the world, the light of Jesus Christ is shining brighter. So be encouraged. So let us together, let us together say, welcome, Father God. Welcome, Lord Jesus, and welcome, Holy Spirit. We have come this morning to give you the first fruit of our lips, offering up praise unto you. Your word tells us to rise up early in the morning and to declare your lordship over this day. Isaiah 50 and verse 4 says, You awaken me morning by morning. You waken my ear to hear as the learned. So we come into agreement with the heavens to declare your glory. Our appointed times have been declared by you in the heavens. So we command the morning, its ears to open to us and to hear our cry. Let conception take place, that Holy Spirit prayers will reign and be dispatched upon the earth and will do your will, Father. So we declare the first light of the dawn will shake the wickedness from the four corners of this earth. And we say, blow, Holy Spirit. Breathe upon the earth as we capture this day. I pray in Jesus' name. You know, before our speaker comes to share a word, and I know she has a word for us this morning that the Lord has give, given to her, and it's about not fearing. I want to greet each and every one of you that is on the line. Every pastor in your congregation, your members, that are on with us, all of New Destiny family. I greet you this morning. And all of you that faithfully spend time before God interceding as the Spirit leads them, I say welcome. Welcome. Also, I want to say good morning to our bishop and Pastor Adrian. How are you this morning, Bishop? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. How are you this morning, Mother? I'm excited. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. So uh, I just simply want to say good morning to everyone that is on the line this morning. I want you to know that we love you. We're praying for you. And we're trusting in the Lord that uh, you're just being encouraged uh, as we continue to navigate ourselves through this pandemic. The Bible tells us to be strong and be of good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide and inherit this land which I sworn unto your fathers to give unto you. Only be thou very courageous. So not only does God only say it once, he says it twice. And he said that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, command thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, 
that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. And, you know, I believe that. God wants us to be strong and very courageous and be not dismayed. This is what he spoke to Joshua. You know, be strong. Be strong. That's what my heart says to you this morning. And just be courageous and be encouraged. God bless you today. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you so much. Yes, be of good courage. You know, it takes courage. It takes a lot of courage. And, you know, when you know that God is with you, you can be very courageous. Hallelujah. Well, our sister Margaret Johnson, who is going to bring a word of hope and expectation, because God is with us in this season of pause, and that's what has happened. We're in a season of pause. Everything has been put on hold. So let me first ask Margaret, how are you this morning? Good morning, Elder Heather. I am doing well. I'm doing well. How are you this morning? I'm good, honey. I'm very good. Thank you. I can hear it in your voice. I know that you're excited. So let me pray for you, and then um, we will just enjoy what the Lord has given you because we know it will increase our faith to believe. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for Margaret this morning. And, Lord, I ask that the Holy Spirit flow in her and through her with a very word from heaven. Father, we take authority over any and all hindrances, declaring that they have no power. Now use Margaret as your vessel, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Margaret? Amen. Amen. Well, good morning to everyone on the line. Good morning, Bishop. Good morning, Elder Heather. Uh, All the pastors and ministers on the line, good morning. Um, This morning we're talking about don't fear God is with you. The scripture is coming from Isaiah 41 and 10, Amplified Version, which reads, Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice. Our God is a just God, a hand of power. He's a God of power. He's almighty. He's all-powerful God, a hand of victory. God is our victory and a hand of salvation. God is our salvation. Don't fear. God is with you. The Bible is a divine book of instruction, and as we study it, it teaches us God's vocabulary. It teaches us the vocabulary of faith, the vocabulary of the kingdom of heaven. The dictionary's definition of vocabulary is the body of words that are used in a particular language. You remember vocabulary when we were all in in, uh, elementary school and we had to learn words and how to pronounce them and how to spell them and how to write them and what the meaning of the words were. Vocabulary is all about words. The words in a language are a special set of words that you're trying to learn. <clears throat> Excuse me. So in order to eradicate fear, 
we have to learn and use the vocabulary of God. God's vocabulary is his word. Psalms 19 and 7 in the Passion Translation says, God's word is perfect in every way, how it revives our soul. His laws lead us to truth, and his ways change the simple into the wise. God's word is perfect. His laws lead us to truth. We're hearing a lot of things uh, in this time. Some are facts, but God's word is truth. And we've all learned through our bishop that truth trumps fact. It's over fact. It has more power than fact. So we are no longer under the law of sin and death. If you've given your life to Jesus, Romans 8 and 2 says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Fear is part of the law of sin and death. God does not give us the spirit of fear. Notice that fear is a spirit. That means we have authority over it according to the vocabulary language in Luke 10 and 19, which says that God has given us power over the power of the enemy. So say this with me. I know we're muted, but say this with me. According to Isaiah 12 and 2, I will trust in God and not be afraid. God's word is medicine. God's word has the capacity and the power to heal and to deliver you, but you must speak it. And you must allow it to be engrafted into your spirit. You know, when you're engrafting, uh, let's say, rose bushes, a red rose bush and a, and a yellow rose bush so that you can get a, a, a flower that's a combination of red and yellow, uh, they're, they're really close together. They're bound up together so that their DNA can begin to mix together so that you can produce something that's a product of both of those. So, God is saying, let my word be engrafted into your spirit. And when it's engrafted into your spirit, God's word is the vaccine. It's the vaccine for every illness and every disease of Satan. God's word, as it's spoken by you and I, becomes a part of us. It's the word made flesh. Then your flesh, my flesh, will reflect the light of God's word. When God's word concerning faith or anything else, so notice this is a principle. We're using faith right now because faith is over fear. But when God's word concerning faith or anything else, when it takes root in your spirit, it becomes greater than the fear. So faith and peace and joy are the result. Satan tries to use fear to paralyze the church. But the word of God is stronger than fear. Our bishop says all the time, fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Meaning if you tolerate fear in your life, it contaminates your faith and begins to be uh, more stronger. So how do you clean up contamination? You disinfect the area. You take all the, the bad stuff out and you change habits to promote life and health. So we can change habits. We can clean up any contaminated area in our spirit. The Bible calls changing habits repentance. It's us, God's people, 
looking at ourselves individually and repenting of anything that God shows us that's not like him. God's ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. The things that man would say are okay may not be okay with God. And so we know that in this season, God's really saying to us, look at you, look in your heart, and let me shine the light of my word into your heart so that you can see anything that's not pleasing to God and turn from it and turn back to God. We're all doing it. It's not a, 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 a pointing of a finger, but it's a body word because God is calling his people to turn to him. God's word transforms us. The word says that we're not to be conformed to the world and the fear that's swirling around us, but we're to be transformed as we renew our mind with the word of God. COVID-19 is a wake-up call. Jesus is coming back. It's time for the church to arise and to shine, for our light has come. Death and life is in the power of our tongue. We could not stop coronavirus from happening, but as the citizens of the kingdom of heaven speak in the vocabulary and the language of faith, which is God's word, we can certainly lessen the intensity. We can shorten the time span, and we can speak peace to the storm. Jesus is our God. Just as he is, the word says, so are we in the earth. So what did Jesus do in the midst of the storm? From a place of peace, note that Jesus wasn't in fear when he was in the middle of the storm. He wasn't in disobedience. He wasn't in rebellion. Jesus was at peace, signifying he was resting in his father's arms. So from a place of peace, Jesus rose in faith. Faith in what? He rose in faith in his father. He rose in faith in his father's word, knowing that his father's word would not return to his father void, but it would accomplish what he, was, what he sent it to do. So Jesus rose in faith and spoke to the storm and commanded the storm to cease and to be still. So now as God's people, we choose to rise in faith and to speak as one man in unity, according to Second Chronicles 7, verses 13 through 15. And I know we've heard it, and God's speaking it over and over to us. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land. Well, I've heard Bishop talk about the locusts, but I hadn't looked it up for myself. So currently, there are swarms of locusts in Ethiopia, Somalia, South Sudan, uh, Uganda, Tanzania, and other places in Africa, swarms of locusts. The news says it can worsen, worsen, excuse me, but faith says that God will hear us from heaven and stop the locusts that have been sent to the land. Second Chronicles says, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. COVID-19 is a pestilence among the people. If my people, Lord, we are your people, which are called by my name, we're called by the name of Jesus. If we shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face 
and turn from their wicked ways. You know, when I was looking at wicked ways, it, it can be, but it's not killing and stealing. It, it, it's not committing murder. It may be little things like God said, give this. Take this to this person. Call this person. Do this or do that. And we don't do it. And so anytime your father tells you to do something and you don't do it, it's rebellion, which means it's sin. So we're turning in this morning and we're looking at anything our father told us to do that we haven't done. And we're repenting of not having done that. And we're walking by faith to do what he called us to do. Because we're choosing this morning to turn from our own wicked ways. Then God says, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And then he says, now mine eyes shall be opened. His eyes are never closed. He always sees it. But sin blocks us from our God. And mine ears shall be attentive unto the prayer that is made in this place. So, Father, we come this morning in the name of Jesus as the body of Christ this morning, Father. We come this morning, Father, asking you to forgive us of our sins this morning, Father, as a body of Christ. Lord God, wash us in the blood of Jesus. Hide thy face from our iniquities, O God. And blot out all of our transgressions, O God. Forgive us, O God, for any areas of our life, for not witnessing as we should, for not talking to our neighbors, O God, for not being obedient in the things you told us to do. Forgive us for not sharing Christ as we we should have, Lord God. Forgive us if we've left our first love, Lord God. Forgive us for replacing intimacy with with you, with busyness, Father. Forgive us as a nation, O oh God. Forgive us, O oh God, for idolatry this morning, Father God, as a nation, Father. Forgive us as a nation for killing our babies, O oh God, unborn in the womb, O oh God, and, and saying that it's right, O oh God. Forgive us, O oh God, for calling homosexuality right when you call it wrong, O oh God. Forgive us, O oh God, for everything we've done as a people and as a nation, O oh God, that has become an abomination to you, O oh God. We, the people of faith, the church, we come in the name of Jesus this morning, and we ask you to forgive us this morning. We ask you to wash us this morning, Father. We repent, oh God, of anything you've told us to do that we haven't done, oh God. We turn from sin, oh God. We turn from laziness. We turn from disobedience, oh God. And we turn our hearts back to you this morning, oh God, the one true living God. We turn to you, oh God. And we ask you this morning to come, come kingdom of God, come, come will of God, be done in us, the church, oh God. Let your light so shine in us, the church, oh God, that men would see it, oh God. And they'll see it because we're shining. They'll see it because we're witnessing. They'll see it because we're loving one another. They'll see it because we're witnessing and we're telling them about Jesus. Not in a way that would push them away but in a way that will draw them to you, O God. We, your church, declare today, and we are are willing to be led by, guided by, filled with and controlled by you, Holy Spirit. Forgive us of a self-directed life, O God. Lead us and guide us as a church this morning, O God. 
And we believe you've heard us, oh God. We believe you've healed us, oh God. We believe you've cleansed us, oh God. And so we thank you this morning for cleansing and washing us, the church. And so we come this morning, we come praying this morning, Lord God, against COVID-19. We command the curse and the, 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 the virus called COVID-19 to cease in the name of Jesus. We speak to every part of it and we command you to dry up and die in the name of Jesus. We declare you will not listen, but you will dissipate in the name of Jesus by the power of the blood of Jesus. We command all fear to go in the name of Jesus. You are not of God, and we will not tolerate you any longer in our earth realm. We take authority over you in the name of Jesus. It says one can cast a thousand to flight, but two can cast tens of thousands to flight. And I'm not coming by myself. We're coming together in the name of Jesus by the power of the blood. We speak protection today. Psalms 91, over our nurses, our doctors, our firefighters, our police force, the retail workers, the mail carriers, the government, our families, our friends, and our churches. And we cover them in the blood of Jesus. And we declare that we dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. And we abide under the shadow of the Almighty whose power no foe, not COVID-19, not locusts, not fear, no foe can withstand. We dwell in the, under the wings of our God. We thank you this morning, Father, because you say if we pray anything according to your will, which is your word, the vocabulary of heaven, we know you've heard us. And if we know you've heard us, we know we have the request we've asked of. So we thank you this morning that we fear not because you are with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I knew this morning when I came that this was going to be a powerful time. That's why I was excited, and I pray. I pray that you heard and came in agreement. It was a powerful word, an encouraging word, and that prayer was powerful. So let's just stay in this atmosphere right now. Let's just stay there. And I'm going to ask Minister John Small to come and to pray for the requests that have been received through our prayer line. Hallelujah. Minister John, if you will. Thank you, Heather. We have four requests, starting off with Brianna White. She's requesting that a friend of hers found out that her fat brother's mother and father Asked the virus. The father went to ER and was tested positive, and the mother has since died of the virus. The father is still fighting for his life. That fat brother is unable to return home to his family. They're asking for prayer for recovery of the father, for his help, and for the brother's family in Antioch, and for financial blessing in regards to the cost of burying the mother. The other prayer request comes from Tamika's mothers. Her prayer request is for strength and healing for Ashanti McClude. She's been 
experiencing severe pain throughout her body. The third request comes from Lamode Fulton, and her request is, please pray for my 35-year-old cousin, Jocelyn Smith. She was diagnosed with stage four thyroid cancer. She will be meeting the surgeons on Thursday as her doctor wants her to have that cancer removed immediately. Lastly, we have a request from Elder Heather. We received a request from unknown name who's on the front line of the virus patient care. He's suicidal and living in his car. His boss is believer and is ministering to him. And this disease is going rampant throughout the world and really stressing out our healthcare workers as well. So those are the three areas that we're going to be praying for. And we are going to stand on God's word. But right now, Father, we want to first enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. Father, we believe by faith that your word that goes out from your mouth that will not return to you void, but would accomplish what you desire and achieve the purpose for which you have sent it. Father, right now, we thank you for your angels who exceed, Father, and excel in strength, who hear your word, listen for your word and your command. Father, by faith, we believe that when Jesus called his 12 disciples, you gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. That's your word, Father, in Matthew 10, 1. But Father, right now this morning, right now this morning, we have arise early. We believe right now, as born-again believers, we have the authority and we have the power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. So right now, all of us, on the line, one accord, just like Peter and John went to the city in one accord, one mind, Father, in the name of Jesus, according to your word, you said, surely, Jesus took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we consider him punished by God, stricken by you, Father, and afflicted. But, but, Jesus was pierced for our transgression. Jesus was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace, the punishment that brought us peace was on Jesus. And by his wounds, right now, all of us, one of course, speak to the father suffering from the virus and his family. We speak to him right now, loose him. Speak to the Ashanti McClude experiencing severe pain throughout her body. We speak looser. We speak to Jocelyn Smith suffering from stage four thyroid cancer. Right now, we speak looser. 
and we speak to the young man who is sleeping in his car. In the mighty name of Jesus, right now, we speak in one accord that you are healed, that you are healed, that you are healed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You know, Matthew 18, 18 through 20 says that, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. God is in the midst of us this morning. He is there. There is more than two or three of us gathered, but we are gathered in his name. And we know the word of God to be true and living. The words are alive. And we thank our God for that. So thank you, Minister John, for praying. Thank you. And I want everyone on this line to declare with me that every request that came forth and every request that is in your heart that you have uttered unto the Father, that it will become a praise report because because God says, there I am in the midst, and he will answer. He will answer. Hallelujah. So, Margaret, I want to ask you, is there anything else that you might want to say before we uh, close out in prayer and we open up the line for a time of worship and praise? Uh, yes, ma'am. <clears throat> One thing that I hear um, the Lord saying, I hear him saying loudly and strongly, make ready the bride. The king is coming. Make ready the bride. The king is coming. The king is coming. Make ready the bride. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, there's that excitement again. There is excitement. Make ready. Make ready for the king is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Bishop, do you have anything that you might want to say this morning? Thank you. Thank you so much, Elder. Sitting here interceding, and it is the thing to do uh, in this time that uh, the world has stopped or paused or whatever we want to call it. Here's my concern. My concern, number one, is people is not taking this thing as serious as they should. And I'm not really talking about the virus as much as I'm talking about people getting right with God. Sister Margaret, who did a wonderful job this morning, was talking about the word wicked. 
and men have become wicked. Back in the days of Noah, the Bible says men's thoughts were wicked continuously. And where we are today, we see lawlessness abounding. We see people who are just wicked. That word, wicked, he says, turn from your wicked ways. It comes from a word called wicker. Wicker. Which means to take a truth and twist it. Wicker, if you think of that wicker furniture sits on the porch, that back porch, how they've taken the, the, the wood and twisted the wood into shape. And so that's what wickedness does. It tries to reshape your thinking. But it takes a truth, as I said, and it begins to twist it. And that's what's going on. People want to still do what they've always done. And it's just not going to happen. We're in a crisis. And we have to understand, a crisis, as I said yesterday, is an event that we have no control over. No one has control over this thing. It has gone out of control. It is raging. And here's what I really feel. I feel God is angry. And who's going who's gonna to kindle the anger of God? Nothing can do it. Nothing can do it but intercession and repentance. Repentance precede everything. Who's to say? And I want you to hear this. No, no, no. You hear this? Who's to say this is not the last call to get in the ark? And I'm not talking about the boat as much as I'm using that as an analogy. I'm talking about in Christ because that's how we become safe now is to be hidden in Christ. Christ. In us, the hope of glory. And so, let's take this serious, church. Let's take this serious. You can't put a timeline on this thing. Oh, we're going to be back at this time. Oh, we're going to. They need to stop all that. Need to stop that. And they need to take this thing serious. And the world needs to bow their knee to God. And the world needs to pray. That's the only way that I believe this thing is going to stop. So, as I started this morning, I'll end the same way. Have not I command thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. And Know that Pastor Adrian and I love you so much. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. And, you know, you made a statement that you said, you know, wicked. It's it's taking a truth and twisting it. And that is exactly what has gone on for so long a time until people do not know truth anymore. And we've heard a powerful word. We've heard powerful prayers go forth 
But you know what? Be of good courage. Be of good courage because God has already overcome this world. But we must get it right. We, as the people of God, must get ourselves right. We must be accountable unto our God before we can even think about the accountability of others. How can we speak truth if truth is not in us? We must know our God for ourselves and not rely on somebody else's faith. This is a time, like I said, it's, we've been put on pause. But in this pause time, you seek God for yourself. Let him speak to you. Let him show you. Let him show you your heart. Search me, O God, and know my heart, I pray. And he will be faithful to reveal to you those areas within you that you need to give to him so that you can be cleansed and whole and that we then can share with others the truth of the gospel. So I'm going to pray and we're going to close out and we're going to open up the line and we're going to worship our God. We're going to worship him in spirit and in truth. And I pray that you receive today that which you came for. I came with excitement. I am still excited because I have my faith in my God. So, Father, we give you the glory for this time that we have had together. We thank you that our hope is anchored in you and it is not in the things of this world. You told us in James 4, verse 8, to come close to you and that you will come close to us. And you tell us to wash our hands just as we're being told in this COVID-19 virus to wash our hands. You tell us to wash our hands from our sins and to purify our hearts. We purify our hearts through your word, Father. That is, the, that is the disinfectant that will cleanse our hearts because our loyalty has been divided between you and this world. We desire to come close. We desire to know you, Father, like we've never known you before. Now, I ask that you bless your people as they go through this day, no matter where. Some may be going to jobs. Some may just be at home. Children will be with their parents. And parents are having to teach their children. It is an opportune time that we must see Once again, we're being asked to shelter in. But you know what? We can do it. We can do it and be successful 
because we know you, Father. We know you. And may we use this time to seek your face like we have never sought you before. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, as the line is opened, I want you to pray in the spirit because that is the most perfect prayer. You can pray in your earthly language, but I'm asking you to pray in the spirit this morning because it is prayer. It is prayer that is going to overwhelm this virus, and it will cease through our prayers. Kathy, please open the line. Thank 
A prayer call has ended for today. Thank you, everyone, for being on the call. Blessings to you, and be safe.